Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What's up? So, Eagles, they cut Nigel Brown, save some cap space. I'm sad but happy because I'm sad Nigel's gone. I'm happy we have cap space. What do we do? Yeah, money. Money's cool. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little sad. Nigel was here for the Super Bowl run, but, you know, he didn't really do much this year, so. Yeah, it is you what it is. You gotta do what you gotta do. It's a business first. And a love affair after. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, NBA All-Star Game. That was pretty good, actually. It was actually, actually really yeah, good. I, I enjoyed it. The fourth quarter was actually, like, really excited. Like, it was entertaining. So, they need to do that for, like, the Pro Bowl, too. Right? They just yeah, need they need to, to like, do something. <laughs> I, something. I, I did not even... The only reason I had the Pro Bowl on was because I had to follow the news story that was the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. Right, yeah. That's the only reason I had ESPN. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they were like, I feel like they were just like not even showing the Pro Bowl. It was just like Kobe Bryant, as it should have been, because yeah. the Pro Bowl was not important it was compared terrible. to that. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, that, what a weird day that was. That was a weird one. Um, oh man, but yeah, NBA All Star Game, really exciting. And we're also going to get into the media narrative that the that they're trying to take us down. Yeah, I don't know why the media they like hate to, us. They man. like to break down locker they rooms. They hate us. First, you got Josina Anderson, and then this. Yeah. Uh, she's just a locker room cancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I also read a report that the Eagles are looking at parting ways with Alshon Jeffrey officially. I'm down. I'm so down, dude. He yeah. stinks now. He can't run a route. Yeah, and he was blaming Carson Wentz for it. Right. Idiot. You know, what's the first thing you do when things aren't going your way? I'm pointing the Blame finger. someone else. No, moron. It's your fault. You're old and you can't run anymore. All right, the Flyers. <laughs> uh, the Flyers, see, they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt, and it, you're seeing typical Flyers right now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> where if they win, like when they went up against the Blues, they won, would have been huge. For the love of God, can they just beat Columbus, please? No. <laughs> like, please. No, they can't. And it's just like... Uh, the thing that bothers me is the game against the Lightning. They had a comeback, and then they just oh give God. it up right away. Was... But it, like, I can't even be mad. It's just one of those things. But they beat the Capitals seven to two. It's it's. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I really um, don't get it. Not the game against the Blues. I'm sorry, but no, it's it, the game against the Islanders. My apologies. I was getting yeah, my yeah, teams yeah, confused. Yeah. Um, they, they beat the Panthers. Twice, yeah, good wins. Yeah, lose to the Lightning five to three, which really is a killer. Uh, it's just they can't seem to get consistent wins. Right, they have seventy one points. They're one point behind the Islanders in Columbus. I mean, they're in the hunt. Yeah. They are there. Yeah. It's there for the taking. Yep. It all just depends on how well they play coming down the stretch. Please beat Columbus, man. Please. They can't do it for some reason. I, I don't know. I, I think that they can beat Columbus. That they play them. I think they play them tonight, honestly. Yeah, I think it's tonight, yeah. So, we're going to see how that game goes. This is the make-or-break game. If they beat Columbus, and I'm talking regulation beat, yeah, they'll take their spot. Yeah. And the good thing is the Metro is so good. It's, oh my it's God, just so, so good. It's so good. The, all right, let's talk about that later. But Washington's incredible, and we yeah. beat them. Uh huh. 
if that's not saying anything about this team, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's weird. They're sitting at 32-20-7 right now. It, it's looking up. Yeah. For once. Mm-hmm. For once. Yep. And, you know, the fact that this team has that young core and Elaine Vigneault is, Vigneault is driving them yeah. to do better yep. and calling out the players that he needs to from the beginning of the season, you're seeing a different kind of play on the ice. You're seeing passion out there, and you're seeing what you actually want to see in Flyers hockey. Now, the only thing that I'm missing is a Jody Shelley to come off the bench and beat the crap out of someone for no reason. Yeah, there's not that one... You know, one, that that one type of guy that gives you... See, Wayne Simmons you, used to be that guy, but yeah. he would actually be good and right. beat the crap out of people on the ice. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. And then we got the Phillies. They're back. Spring training. Yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, it's weird. Like, when they first... You know, when it first started, I'm like, uh, you know, like, or, or right before, you know, they, they uh, were back in spring training, I'm like, eh, I'm not really excited. You know, I saw, I kind of saw, you know, the guys out there doing workouts. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm a little excited. And did you see that picture of Scott Kingery? He is yoked. He's jacked. Who is oh this guy? My God. What did he do? What, what off-season regimen was he on? Dude, t- t- I want to know. know. I want to know. know. <laughs> that guy has arms of steel now. I'm, I'm like, I'm, dude. I'm waiting for him to come up and just slug one over the Liberty Bell. <laughs> I mean, listen. I didn't want him to play third, but if he can hit thirty homers for us and play third, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Because I want, I want, I want a third baseman who's gonna who's hits for power. And if he can do that, I'm I'm totally down. Oh, they're gonna put, they're gonna stick him at third. You think? Yeah. Yep, I think so. You have Segura at second, Gregorius at short, Kangaroo at third. I mean, he he obviously has a cannon now. Yeah, there's no argument now. I and I saw a tweet. I think it was from. Uh, I want to say Joe, what's his name? Joe Giglio? Is that a Yeah, Giglio, yeah. Uh, Giglio. And he said, the best possible scenario for the Phillies this year is, is that if, Scott Kingery gets yoked. Is if you end the year with Bohm at third, Kingery at second, and you're winning. And he said, he said someone else. I forget. Yeah, but what are you going to do? If Gregorius is putting up numbers and Segura is putting up numbers, then that's the problem right. with the NL. You need the DH. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because we have the DH. You don't have to really worry about it, and you can alternate players, right, give them rest. Right. If you have a player sitting on the bench most of the game and just hitting, they're not going to be. It, like, if we had the DH, we would probably put, like. I don't know. Uh, Didi Gregorius could probably play DH. He could play DH. Not every game. He's he's not a bad fielder yeah. either. Like, we have Gregorius at DH, uh, Kingery at second. Yeah, but l- let's say McCutcheon has a busy day in the outfield. You could throw him at the DH one day right. and then get someone else out there. You know what else we've got? We still have Jay Bruce. Yeah, you know, I, I, forgot I honestly about that. forgot about that. You could throw Jay Bruce right in that DH line. Right, there you, you go, it. yeah. All right, well, let's get into it in the podcast. I ain't got nothing left to say. What you say, Chippy? Cue the rock music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some off-season birds. Good birds, birds, baby. All right, Um, so we have not an offensive coordinator, but an offensive tandem. Yes. Featuring a lot of Italians and Deuce Staley. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, 
Yeah, I mean, what do you? I don't. I don't know. It's, it's interesting what they're trying to do. Like I, I like because the 49ers do the same thing. Like they don't have an offensive coordinator. Their, you know, air quote coordinator is Kyle Shanahan. He calls the plays. Mm-hmm. But what the Eagles are doing is Doug, Doug Peterson still calling the plays. But they have a few guys, you know, they have a couple guys who are just focused on the run game. They have a few guys who just focus on the pass game. So, well, didn't Press Taylor get like an elevated role? Press in Taylor is the quarterbacks coach, but he's now also what they call a pass game coordinator. And uh, Matt Burke, who is currently the def- defensive line coach, now also is a run game coordinator. Um, you know, we hired a bunch of guys. <laughs> Um, Rich Scangarello is our new senior offensive assistant, they're calling it. So he's going to have a say in what they do. Uh, Jeff Stoutland, who is our offensive line coach, now has run game coordinator as, you know, he's one of those. And we mentioned it, Press Taylor, he's a quarterback's coach. You know, he's going to be focused on the passing game. Matt Burke is our defensive line coach, which is weird. He's also going to focus on the run game. So we have a, we have a, and, also, Mark Wynn Manuel is our new defensive bass coach. I like that. It came from Atlanta. They yeah, I did like that one. Um, so that, yeah. that one went under the radar so with yeah. all the other news. Yeah, yeah. And I did like that. So, you know, we have a few guys. You know, at first I didn't like it because I'm like, eh, I don't know. But now the more that I think about it, it's not just one guy. Like, there's multiple people doing the same thing. So, if you know, say, like last year, Micro was like, all right, let's do this. No one had really any say. Like, Micro was like, he went to Doug Peterson, like, let's do this. Doug Peterson could either say yes or no. Now, it's different because there's a few guys working on the passing game, there's a few guys working on the run game. So, if someone has an idea or, you know, they, they have something, and it's not, they don't just go right to Doug Peterson. They, they discuss it between themselves, I'm assuming at least. And, and then after, you know, Doug Peterson will say if that's a good idea or we shouldn't do it. Or, or So, there's multiple heads going into the same thing, which I kind of like. Because last year, it just seemed off. Like, it seemed so one-dimensional. Like, see, we're, we're running the ball, we're, we're throwing a screen. Like, you know, like, it, and it worked to, like, to a degree. Like, now it's different. Now there's multiple guys coming together, and, you know, they have, they have, each person has, might have different ideas, and, you know, something might work, something might not, so I kind of like that dynamic. Uh, and it's the same thing, because Doug Peterson is still going to be calling the plays, and now he just has more people working on this thing. So, at first I didn't like it. Now, the more than I think about it, I do kind of like it. In the end, I think we're just going to have to watch and see how it plays out. Yes. And I, I don't really have an opinion yeah. towards it. I'm not, yeah. I, I would prefer to have just one guy as the coordinator. Okay. But that's just, I guess, the traditionalist in me. Yes. But I'm not closed-minded to the new idea that I mean, th- it, there and, is and a it, committee. And, and it works because, and I don't know if San Francisco does the same thing. But they don't have an offensive coordinator. Like, the offensive coordinator is Kyle Shanahan. So, like, I don't know if Shanahan has, you know, a few guys doing the same thing. <coughs> the biggest choke artist of all time. <laughs> yeah, that. But, I mean, we've seen that it, it can work, being like having your head coach be your offensive coordinator. Now, you see, you've also seen how that can fail, though. And, I mean, look at what Kyle Shanahan did in right, the well, second listen. half of the game. He just didn't. Yeah, but well, here's the he here's was the, too cautious and too conservative. Here's the difference. And here's the difference. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Kyle yeah, Shanahan I, I know has. he has. He has. So that was with the help Doug of Frank Peterson, Reich, though. Doug Peterson knows how to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. We'll so. see. I, I I just don't want Doug to fall into the trap. And you know what trap I'm talking about. I do. Yep. 
What's that? The trap where you call the wrong plays all the time and you don't have anyone else to help you. Yeah, that's And that's the thing. There's multiple people now. So there's going to be multiple people in his ear? No, 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 no. But the, like, the game plan is going to be different because there's multiple guys. Like, like before every game, you know, Mike Rowe used to sit down with Doug Peterson and they would be like, all right, what's our game plan? But now there's going to be like five or six guys that are going to be like, all right, what's the game plan? Mm. So it, in my opinion, it, it's gonna look, it might look different. Uh, we're just going to see how it works. Yeah. I mean, hey, it could be a complete failure. You, you never know. Okay. Now, moving on from coaches, Nigel Bradham was cut today, yes. February 18th, 2020. That's nuts. Which is my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Humble brag. <laughs> uh, I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think it had to happen. It frees up about... Five million. I think it was like four point five. Um, I don't know. I mean, Bradham was okay. He wasn't anything special. I think his best year came when we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, he kind of has been falling off ever since then. Um, I mean, he had, no, he had an okay year. Nothing, you know, spectacular. Um, but I think it's something that had to happen. Um, you know, he's getting up there in age. Uh, I know Jim Schwartz loves him, but. I mean, we have to get younger at the position anyway. Uh, I think they really like TJ Edwards. See, we have to get younger as a team. Yeah, well, well, that, we that's do. something that we're going to have to acknowledge well, in the next do. two years. Yeah, we do. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, and I think the and like I said, the I think the Eagles really like not uh, not Nigel Bradham. They like TJ Edwards a lot. <clears throat> so you know, it, it's a question of will they you know do something in the draft or do they like TJ Edwards enough that he's going to be the starter for the foreseeable future. So, we'll have to see. But um, I think it was something that had to happen. Uh, you know, it's a shame, you know, he was here when we won the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, I mean, they all have to go eventually, so. Now, that's not the only possible exit that we have looming. We no. have three others that I'm aware of. At least three. At, at, at least three. Rodney McLeod. Yeah. <clears throat> possibly Malcolm Jenkins, if this doesn't work out. Yep. And Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Also, Darby's gone. Oh, damn. I'm just leave it be. <laughs> leave it. Leave it be. Uh, Mil- Mills. I don't know because he's also a free agent. I think his he's still kind of up in the air. But McLeod, Jenkins, and Jeffrey are, are the three biggest, in my opinion, and I guess your opinion too. McLeod's a free agent, from what I understand. Jenkins is not, but he he's already come out and said that he's not coming back unless he gets a new contract. And Jeffrey, there's been speculation that we're, we might just let him go. I would I would consider trading him first before letting him go because I think he still has some value. With maybe you know with other teams, but I don't want him back. What are you going to get back for him? I don't th- a sixth round pick. I mean, yeah, I'll take it. I'll pay, it's better than nothing. Oh, you know, I also thought Jordan Howard. Are we going to re-sign him? That's a good question. Uh, from, from what I've seen, he did he did add a lot of value to that running back tandem. I think that if you can get him on a three-year deal, I'm not talking at like bottom dollar because he's not going to take it. Yeah. But since he was hurt so much this year, you could probably get him for a discount compared to what you would have gotten him if he remained healthy all year. I would take him for a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Because he's 25 at the moment. If he, if he does a two-year deal, he'll be 27. 27 is kind of the age where... You either you don't know you stay the same or you drop right so and and he's not going to be the lead back I mean we saw what Miles Sanders is he's you know he's probably going to be the lead back coming into next year well look Miles Sanders will take over that pass route ability running back Jordan Howard will be the bell cow that's it yeah um, 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think you could get away with not bringing him back. You can, but I would prefer to have him. I would prefer to have him in that offense. I, f- I feel like he brings a lot of value. He adds that spark in. He, he, it didn't feel like he ever lost yards. He was always diving yeah. straight forward. Even when he would get stuffed, he'd get a yard or two. Well, here's my thing. The Eagles, I think right now the Eagles consider Miles Sanders the number one back. Yes, that's fine. He can do, he, and he can do it all. And he's still on his rookie deal, so. But, I think you can get away with not bringing Howard in and, like, maybe drafting someone. Because all Howard's going to do next year is going to be that big running back who runs between the tackles. And you can get someone like that in the draft, maybe in like the fifth or sixth round. You can get a bigger guy who can just who's going to get you one or two yards if you need it. So I think, you know, think, thinking like that, you know, maybe not. But I, I would be fine with them bringing him back. It would just have to be an affordable deal. You know, nothing crazy. And I think two years is perfect. But if he wants to go elsewhere, he wants to go elsewhere. He wants more money. You know, you can't really do anything about it. Because we have a running back for the future. So... You know you can't really, you can't really pay him too much, in my opinion. So, I don't know. It's, it, you know, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting situation. I mean, he's still a young player. You know, he had a decent season uh, before he got hurt. Um, so I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um, but with Jenkins and you know the health safety situation, we might need a safety. Is what I'm getting at. Because, like I said, Malcolm uh, Malcolm Jenkins said he wasn't coming back. And McLeod's a free agent. So, are we going to sign both? Which I highly doubt. And if we don't, then I think we should, we have to prioritize Malcolm Jenkins. Because he's just a better player at this point. Uh, yeah. Uh, but is he going to... Is he going this defense? Is he going to demand something that's ridiculous? Yes. Yes, he will. And rightfully so, but is that something that we're willing to jump into? <sighs> I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um... I really don't know what Howie's going to do. I, I really don't. I mean, he... he he's in a bind, he obviously. Is. Yeah, he is. He's going to get out of it because he's Howie. But what deal would be acceptable for Malcolm Jenkins? He's not looking for a short-term deal. Yeah. And what, what can we afford as a team without locking up all of our assets? And you know we need wide receivers. Yeah. We saw that last year. Yeah. I know Deshaun Jackson's going to be back. I know we saw Greg Ward come out in the open as like someone who's actually... It's someone who can perform in the slot. Well, and here's the thing. We don't have Aguilar. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's He's out of our heads. Here's the thing. Nigel Bradham is probably going to be the first cuts of many. There's going to be a lot of tough cuts coming up within the next couple months. Um, So, you know, we're going to be freeing up money. I think that needs to go to Jenkins. I think it's fair if you give him. I mean, he's gonna probably want like a. I don't know. He's gonna want like a four-year deal. How much are you willing to give I him would a year? Give, I would give him three. I would give him a three-year deal. Three-year deal at what? I don't know. I mean, he's gonna want like. He's gonna want like nine million a year. Uh. I mean, he wants to be you know one of the top. Paid safeties in the league. Yeah. See, and that's where we're lost. Uh, and that's why it's tough because I don't know. I I would give him like 
seven or eight million a year, I guess, at the most. I don't think he'll take it. But he wants to be a top one of the top paid saves in the league. And right now that's like I mean who are the top paid saves in the NFL right? Like Earl Thomas? Uh Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I want Jenkins back because, obviously, he's the leader of our defense. And Earl Thomas is at 13.75 mil. Per year. Rashad Jones is at 12 mil a year. Yeah, well, Marcus Joyner is at 10.5. Kevin Byard, 14.1. Tyra, Tyra Matthew is at 14. I mean, Damn. he's going to want 15 a year. No, he's not. That's No, he's going to want, like, I probably want, like, 12 or 13, probably. I don't know, man. That's going to be tough. <laughs> I mean, now seeing that, I would give him like 12. But he wants to be one of the highest paid. Right. Which... It's going to be tough. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, man. I mean, I think we're going to let McLeod go, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, that could be another. That could be another. I like McLeod. I don't, want, I don't want McLeod to go, but I like him too. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep you posted in the next episode if anything happens. But as Chip said, there's going to be a lot of cuts coming up. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. A lot of tough cuts coming up. I think. <clears throat> All right. Well, anything left birds wise? Yeah, combines coming up in like a week and a half, so that's going to be interesting. You know, you know, we are, we are, we've already talked guys who potentially. I mean, you guys have seen mock drafts. You know. People are mocking, you know, like Henry Ruggs to the Eagles or uh, like Christian Fulton to the Eagles. Um, so we'll have to see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Henry Ruggs is going to be a beast at the combine. I think he's going to run sub 4-3. That's how fast I think he could be. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. It's going to be a good uh, combine, I think. It's going to be a lot of uh, interesting, interesting guys at the combine this year. So... That to look forward to, and then draft time. Uh, draft is April 23rd. I can't wait for the draft. I love draft. You're going to be here, right? Yes. Cool. I love the draft. Yeah. All right, and uh, let's break the huddle. All right. Sixers and basketball. Let's start with the All-Star game. That yeah. was actually fun. Very good All-Star game. There a, lot of, a lot of Kobe tributes. Yes. Uh, it was sad. Yes, it was. Um, but the fourth quarter of that All-Star game was awesome. Whatever he did, whatever Adam Silver did, I don't even know the rules that they that they brought in, but whatever it did, it worked. So, shout out to Adam Silver. See, and that's all they needed was to make it interesting. Yes, and they did, and the players actually like played like it mattered, which was huge. So yeah, shout out to the NBA. Good, good on them. Well, thinking about it, and like I'm going to compare that. Remember when the MLB used to have World Series home field advantage was the determination of the All Star game. Who won that? Isn't that still a thing or no? No, not, not anymore. anymore. But that was, I liked that. A yeah, lot of people too. were just like, oh, that's bull. What if they had a way better record? It's like, yeah, but that's how you make the all-star game. You make right. the best players right. of every team play like they actually like want to play. Right, exactly. Like, oh, but what if they get hurt? It's like, yeah, but they're playing tonight. Like, they're playing for something. Like, together as a league. Right. Playing as something matters. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I... I I applaud what the NBA did. Uh, they made it interesting. The players followed suit, and they 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 played hard. Um, so yeah, it was a really interesting um, 
really interesting NBA All-Star game. It was really entertaining, and it was good. So, mm-hmm. And Ben Simmons and Joel, Joel Embiid both played pretty well. So, Ben Simmons also smacked Joel Embiid on the rear. He did. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Joel Embiid turned around and was like, what the? <laughs> uh, and then let's talk about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yes. What is wrong with the media, and what? why do they want to tear every Philadelphia team apart? Did we do something that's so bad to them? Yeah. We're just mean people, okay? We get it. <laughs> but, like, what? No, we're not mean. Did we're we passionate. murder you or something? Did we we're murder passionate. a family member? Did no. We, did, did we hit you with a car? Did, did we keep you up all night with loud music every <laughs> night for a month? Um, did we send you spam emails or something? Like, what did we do? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's all I'm hearing around the MB- or around the media is that Ben Simmons Joel- and Joel Embiid can't win together. Oh, gotta trade one of them. Gotta trade one of them. And you turn on sports talk, and so- everyone- someone calls in. It's like, oh, you gotta trade one of them. It's like, dude, shut, shut up. up. No, our coach is bad, and we have three centers. That's why we're bad. Uh... Listen, we all know that me and me and you don't like Brett Brown. We, we already know that. Uh, you're new to the bandwagon. I am. Recently. But, I will say, Brett Brown did a good thing on benching Al Horford. That was yeah, good. Yeah, that was good. We talked about that last podcast. Yes, we did. And I, 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 I was so happy that he decided to do that. And we played pretty well when that happened. You know, Al Horford still got a lot of minutes. It was just a different dynamic. Yep. And, you know, Ben Simmons had a good game. Joel Embiid had a good game. That's what you need. Your two top guys were your top scorers, and they both had great games, and they did. And we won. So, it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to, if if they continue to do that, and to see how it, you know, plays out. So, and I was really happy that Brett Brown decided to do that. Looking at it from your perspective, what's the ideal starting five? Going in... To me... Going into the second half of the season, what is it? To me, you go Ben Simmons, Matisse Thybul, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. That's okay. starting five. But Brett Brown did it. I mean, we only saw it with one game. Brett Brown started Furkan instead of Matisse Thybul. I was fine with that until we saw what Furkan did. He didn't score any points. I think Furkan is better off the bench because he's just been better off the bench. You know, he scored, what, 34 points that one game? He scored 31 the next game or whatever the hell it was. But he's just—I think he's just—he's a—he's better coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Al For, Al Horford is the same way. You know, I think I said this last time, but we didn't—we didn't sign Al Horford to be a top scorer. We signed him for his defense, and we signed him to be leadership. for his leadership. He can still do that coming off the bench. He can still give you good defense. He still gives you good minutes. He still gives you—he brings that energy, and he's still a good leader. Off he can be that off the bench. He can lead that second unit off the bench. So I think it was a good move, and I think they should keep doing it. And it worked. I mean, again, it was only one game, but they looked they looked better. They really did. And they looked like they were, like, just in it more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they were uh, into I got it. you. You know what I mean? Like, the last few games when they were just losing, they just didn't seem into it. But that game, they really looked engaged. And that's what you need. You, and the- you need an engaged Joel Embiid. You need an engaged you know, aggressive Ben Simmons, and that's going to win you games. You know, that that's going to shop everyone about <laughs> Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. That was a fair assessment. I mean, and the one thing that you got to look with Ben Simmons, 
people keep saying, and I notice this, and I've fallen victim to this myself too. Shoot three, shoot three, shoot three, yeah. shoot three, shoot threes. And, you know, I, I am admitting that I have said that myself. Yes. But reflecting on it now, seeing it doesn't need to be a three. No. Just take a mid-range jumper. Yeah. Start to escalate your game a little bit and attack, attack, attack yeah. the net. And that's where Ben succeeds the most yes. at. When he is driving to the net, when he opens up that lane, pulls everyone inside, not only does he get open people on the three-point perimeter, but he can actually pop out himself and shoot a fadeaway jumper. And he did it one time, and it went in. And yeah. I was like, well, why isn't he doing this a couple more times? Yeah. I'm not saying every time, but if he can do that... That makes the defenders have to come out to him. Yeah. And that opens up the floor. And when, he, when the floor's open, what happens? The Sixers dominate because yes. they're a big team. Yes. I, in my opinion, now, do I want Ben Simmons to shoot? Yes. Would he be a better player if he shot? Yes. But we've seen he doesn't have to do that for in order for us to win. Mm. Now, again, like I said, he would be better. I want, I, I want him... So dearly for him to shoot. That's all I want. But he's still a phenomenal player when he doesn't do that. He's still one of the best at driving to the basket and getting and getting to the basket and scoring. He, he's just one of the best in the NBA at doing that. That's why he's an all-star. So, do we need him to shoot? Yes. But we're still a good team even if he doesn't. Because we're just that good. What we need Ben to do is attack, attack, attack like yes, that every he game. Needs to be a more aggra- he needs to be aggressive every game. He needs even, to bring even, that energy every game. Even with Embiid on the floor. Yes. And, you know, that's the thing, too. Everyone's saying, well, one or the other. No. Ben has to bring that same aggressiveness, and Embiid has to play like he wants to be there. And, yes. you know, I, I he does. I, the one thing that did bother me with Embiid was that whole villain thing. Yeah. That was like, dude, what are you doing? And then he's fraternizing with Jimmy Butler, and I'm like, dude, why are you even talking to that man? And he even he realized the city so much. And no, he and he even realized he messed up because literally, like 20 minutes later, he, he came out and tweeted, he's like, he's like, this is still my city. So that whole thing was just stupid. I dude, mean, if it's your city, you know you're going to get booed. Chill, right, right. Chill. If you're not, pre- no, you're going to get booed if you're not performing. Yeah, and like it's chill, dude. Chill. Because right. if you were sitting in our in our seats. You would be like, boo, like, what are you doing? Boo. And be like, yeah, what are you doing? So, yeah, he, he knows, he, I knew that whole thing was just stupid. He knows what the city is about. He knows how the city works. So, I, I really wasn't worried about any of that crap. You know, like, him and Jimmy Butler are friends. I get it, but you can't fraternize with him on social media saying, I know a place where villains are welcome, and damn right, brother, dude, that was, too, that was where the line went. I thought it was trolling at first. That one worried me, and then I realized that you're just Joel Embiid, and that's right. what you do. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I, I knew it was nothing. But to I say knew. that I wasn't worried after that Jimmy Butler comment that you responded to, eh. I wasn't. I, wasn't I was. I, I was texted you immediately you and was like, "Dude, what is happening?" I just knew, I, dude. Joel Embiid has. He knows how the city works. He he just knows. You know, I, I, there was no nothing in my brain that was like, oh, he wants to leave. He wants to go play with my, in Miami with jo, uh, Jimmy Butler. No, he does not want that. He wants to win a championship here. Yeah, that's what he was drafted for, and that's what he wanted to do. Right, that's what he wants to do. He knows how the city works, and and I'm sure Ben wants even to when too. he came like he, even when he came here first, like even when we played his first game, 
when he when he scored his first points, we went nuts for him, and he and he even said that he freaking loved that because he said in an interview, I don't forget what interview it was, but he said he thought he was going to get booed when he first came out, but he didn't. Why would what, he get booed? Because he was hurt for that that long. That, period of time. That's not his fault. We understand that, right? And but he's like, yeah, but I was hurt for that, you know, that for so long. I thought I was going to get booed, but no. When he scored his first bucket, we went nuts for him, and he freaking loved that. And ever since then, he's loved the city, and he knows how it works. And I'm I'm done with the stupid. He wants to leave drama because he doesn't. He wants to win a freaking championship here, and I love him for that. And, and looking back at it too, remember when Ben hit his first three? Yes, we went nuts. The whole oh! team, the whole team went nuts for him. <laughs> and it's just yeah. I mean, like I said, do I want Ben Simmons to shoot? Yes, but we can still win games. It, the if narrative he's just aggressive. But the narrative has to move away from Ben has to shoot right. threes to just has to incorporate a jump shot yes. into his game. And I, I feel like that is where the that's where we went off the rails. And I'm tired and, of everyone saying. And yes, we were victims to it too. He has to shoot. No, he doesn't. If he's, do if, we want him to shoot? Yes. No. If he's aggressive and get into the net, he, Ben has to be Ben, but he does have to incorporate a shot eventually. And, I think and, he does eventually. Yes, I agree with that. Like we would all love it if we if he just started shooting. No, but see that game where he went off for thirty something and had a triple double. Yeah. He had that one jump shot, but he was just aggressive to the net. Yes. And it worked. Yes. And that's fine. If he's doing that every game, I don't complain. But right. it's not happening every game. Right. We're not. We're not. We're not seeing that every single We're time. We're not beating teams we should be beating. Yes. And that's where it gets difficult. Yeah. I, I just don't... Yep. I agree. And that's... Yes. That is 100% where it is. The Sixers are just frustrating, man. <laughs> I mean... Well, they're so good. And uh, they yes. know they're so good. Yes. They know they have the talent. They're better, the than, they're better than fifth in the East. It, like, they're better... They're just better than that. But it's just not happening. Right. Exactly. And that's where it's frustrating. And they need... They, I still love Ben Simmons. I still love Joel Embiid. Brett Brown gets on my nerves a lot, but See, this team is just better than what what they're what they're doing right now. And they and they even said like Ben Simmons and Joel they even said that when they were getting an interview at the All Star game, like they were like we're better than this. Like they were just, and they and it, Joel and B was like it's BS that people think that me and Ben can't win together. It's just that's what he said. It's he, Joel and B said it's BS, and it, it is. is. It really is. But the only people people are saying that is because they're fifth in the East right now. And they're not winning. Games that they should be. Another thing that does bother me too, and going off of the fact that like I'm not a big Brett Brown fan. Yeah. If he is fired, do you think that decimates the locker room? No, I don't. I really don't. I mean, people got to realize this is a business, and if you're not, if you're not, if you're not, you know, everyone knows this team should be a top five team in the NBA. Everyone knows that. And if it's just not happening, then what needs to change? Your coach. Then after that, you know, maybe we make some trades. But it's not even it's not even close to that yet. And I mean, people just gotta re- like the players have to realize that this is a business and if it's not if you're not performing to where you should be, then you know, the coach is mostly gonna get fired. I mean, we saw it with Toronto a few years ago. Toronto kept losing the in the playoffs to LeBron and the Cavs. What'd they do? They fired uh, Dwayne Casey, they brought in Nick Nurse, and they won the championship. So, you know, th- maybe that's just what it is. I mean, you know, that happens a lot with teams. You know, they change a coach and they just go off. I mean, we, we saw it with uh, Golden State a few, or like six years, six, seven years ago. They fired Mark Jackson, they brought in Steve Curley, won the championship. Yep. 
I mean, you know, Golden State was a good team before that, but Steve Kerr took them to that another next that, level. Another, that next level, and then they brought in Kevin Durant and won two more championships. So, you know, what are you gonna do? So maybe that's what you need. I don't know. I mean, this team should be a top five team in the NBA, and then right now they're not. Oh, uh, and, and that's where we're at with the Sixers. Yeah, it's frustrating. Well, I love them, yes, but yes. they're frustrating. Oh, I'm going to the game on March 21st. Hawks. They're probably going to lose. Stop. Because <laughs> Trey Young doesn't miss against us. Brother. Sorry, man. Stop. I may- hey, maybe we'll win. Uh, you never know. Look, the, the last Sixers game I went to, sadly, was the game against the Detroit Pistons when they were about to uh, lose the longest losing streak, and then they won. Oh, yeah. Man, that was a while ago. I, it was, yeah, it was about seven years ago, but... <laughs> I have the last the last game I, I haven't to. gone to a Sixers game because they're expensive now. <laughs> it used yeah. to be like I mean I went to one in January when they beat Brooklyn, but that game we were losing three quarters and then we finally turned it on in the fourth quarter and we won. But that was a decent game. Yeah, I, I but we should have been destroying Brooklyn the whole time. Yeah, I've been to more Flyers games recently, and the Flyers have been way worse than the Sixers. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's just me. Uh, plus, you know, it's it's hard for me too because the only Sixers games I can go to are on Saturdays at night, and they yeah. rarely come up. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I'm too much of a lazy, uh, lazy sack to go. But it's gonna, I, I think it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting second half for the Sixers. I do. Um. So we'll have to see. I mean, do you think? I, I they have a winning streak in them. They have a winning streak in them. Of course them. they do. Do you think that it'll come to fruition, though? Looking at how inconsistent they've been, which has been a Philadelphia curse lately. <laughs> um, I think they do, only because of what everyone was saying at the All-Star game. Like, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, they were like, yeah, we're good. Like, we're good enough for this. Now they just have to come out and do it. And I think they, I think they will. Well, let's see if they can prove it to us like they proved it to, like, like you proved it to Shaq and Barkley after that first call out. Yeah, yeah. Just keep doing that. Like, don't do it just one game. Do that every game. Well, and that was Shaq and Barkley's beef. It was, you only did it for a week, man. Right. What What the hell? Right. And then like, we were so, came, we were so Barkley, happy for you. Barkley came out and said we were the softest team in the NBA and we're the Cleveland Browns in the NBA. All right. All right. All right. All right. We are. I mean, that hurt. That hurt, Barkley. But we are. But we are. <laughs> I get it. But chill. That hurt my soul. But chill. We are. I mean, come on. Chill out. Homie. Chill out. Oh. I, I love Charles. Bar- I love Barkley too, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just—he's he's an idiot. I mean, like he's not an idiot. He's not an idiot, but like he just—he's provoking them on purpose. He's a buffoon. He's not a buffoon. <laughs> he's right, and that's the worst part. I know, he is. See, I don't want—I don't want him to say that. And like he even said it. Like the Sixers and the Suns are the two teams I root for because I played for them and yeah. uh, really have a lot of respect for them. Yeah. But the Sixers are just playing like they're the softest team in the league. Mm-hmm. And it's, I get it. I, I get it, man. Yep. As a fan, it hurts me to hear that, though. I don't want to hear it. But he's right. <laughs> I don't know. All right, moving on. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Is there ever, Can we get a happy, like, the Sixers just can't be beaten news? Yeah. On our podcast for once. Let's just win 20 in a row. You know? How about that? <laughs> that would be nice, you know? Inconsistency kills, but Yeah, that's what we're known for, I guess. Flyers? Let's move on to the Flyers. You know, got a lot of... They're it, the same thing, though. We're going continu- <laughs> to continue the inconsistency train. But, like, they're, like, I don't know. 
They're better than we've seen in the last eight years. Yeah. That's the thing that's tough. Yeah, and that's why, like, I feel optim- more optimistic about the Flyers right now because now they're actually winning. Like, that was the Sixers, like, three years ago, or, like, two or three years ago. Because, like, two years ago, everyone was like, yeah, the Sixers might win 40 games, and they won 50. And that's the same thing right now with the Flyers because the Flyers are young, and now they they actually can beat good teams. I mean, let's... The whole month of February, let, let's just go through the games, and I'll, like you'll, you'll see what the inconsistency is. Yes, they beat on the first. They beat the Avalanche six to three. Yep. Third, they beat the Red Wings three to nothing away. Mm-hmm. On the sixth, they lose to the Devils five nothing at home. Yeah, and the was, Devils suck. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Then on the eighth, they go to Washington and beat the Capitals seven to two. They destroyed them. On the tenth, they beat the Panthers four to one. Then on the eleventh they lose the Islanders five to three and they just and the thing is with the Islanders lost they just didn't have it in the first period yeah and then they come back score three goals and then let it up yep and they had that game yep the, the thing that pisses me off about it is they showed that they could play with them for two whole periods yes but the first period was the damage was done yeah and then they beat the Panthers right after that on the thirteenth then they lose to the Lightning five to three and it was just yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a game they could have won, too. Yeah. Well, no, the Lightning, uh, there was two goals in the first period, goal in the second, and two goals in the third for the Lightning. And the Flyers really never had the edge. Um, I mean, uh, they scored. Like, they, I'm saying they could, like, that's a team they can beat, though. They can. Like, they can beat anyone. I mean, they play the Blue Jackets tonight at 7. It's Just in beat Philly. Them, man. If they beat them, they take over their spot. It, it's... Please. Come on. But see, it, we got Blue Jackets back to back, so we got to beat them in both. Do it. Yeah. Come on. You can. That, like, that's the thing. You They can. Like, that's the difference between last year, like, this year and last year. Last year, I'm like, nah, they're going to lose. But this year, they, they can beat this team. Mm-hmm. Like, they can beat this team back to back. Yeah. Like, they can beat teams like the Capitals. Like, they already have. Like, they, they, they beat teams like the Penguins, and I freaking hate the Penguins, and now they're actually beating them. Like, they can beat them. I remember those games used to be the games where it's just like, all right, this is a loss. Right. Like, Let's like, see how much by. Like, if we were going if we were going to Washington and playing the Capitals, we're like, yeah, no. Th- there's no way. Well, I remember going to the stadium series last year, and I, I stay through the whole game no matter what. It's just one of my tendencies. And I remember being, like, miserable with, like, two minutes left in the third period. <laughs> And there's a bunch of Penguins fans in the upper deck because it's the only seats I could afford. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, well, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And they're like the three guys behind me are hammered out of their mind, and I'm next to my girlfriend. I'm miserable. I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Goal. Oh, okay. Goal. Okay. Goal. <laughs> <laughs> After all that smack talk that the Penguins fans did, they left their sad. Yeah. Yeah, that was oh god, that was that was great. That was great. You just love to bring it up that you went. Kind of, yeah. Dude. <laughs> that was a great game. It was. Yeah, it was a great game. But like that was like the only game they won. Stop. <laughs> I mean, that was last year though. So we don't talk about last year. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, just beat Columbus, man. Come on. You can. Uh, Carter Hart's back. We just... And it's not like they're devastating losses. Other than the yeah. Devils one. Yeah. The Devils one was devastating. Yes. 
But the like other one is good, right? Yeah. And they're close. They're within two right. goals. Right. A two-goal lead in hockey is the worst lead to have because it always seems to just cave. Um, yeah. That's about it on the Flyers. I, I got nothing left for now. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think it's going to be an interesting, you know, race for that final spot. Yeah. I mean, the final, I mean, really both the final the spots within spots. The final spots within three points. Right. Like, even, like, like both wildcard spots are going to be interesting. So, they, they might both be from the Metro. Isn't that crazy? Because the Metro is that freaking good and that annoys me. Yeah. All right. And finally, <sighs> we have the Phillies. Yeah. I have mixed emotions about the Phillies, honestly. Joe Girardi? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I liked, like, yes, Joe Girardi Zach was, Wheeler. was yeah. huge. Zach yeah. Wheeler, great. Yeah. Didi Gregorius. Yes, yeah. I like yeah. it. I like right. everything that they did. But is that enough? So, no. Because <laughs> they re-signed two-run Tommy. Yes. They are treating Hector Neris as if he's the best pitcher in the league. Right. When in reality, he's the best pitcher in the worst bullpen in the league. Right. Which also means that he is which garbage. Which means you stink. So, he is, how do I put it? He's not even the diamond. He's like the cubic zirconia that's in a pile of crap that you find. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to say diamond. I mean, that's accurate. Yeah, he's like a crystal that doesn't have any value. That's okay. It It looks nice. I mean, like, yeah, like he, does he, like, does he have good stretches? Yeah. But then he falls off a cliff. I don't know who gave him an island pass to get out. Because he's no, been he's still there. He's no, still he's there. not. No, he's there. Well, he's on the he's in he's in Florida right he's now. In my, no, he's in my island. He's in, in my island. I, I sent him there. Yeah. Gabe Kapler's there. Yeah. Oh, no question. He who shall not be named is there. He shares a name with you. Okay. Oh God. Ben, right, Mac- ben McAdoo's there just because I hate him. I just want to mention this, and I've said this before. I am not named after Chip Kelly. Okay? First of all... That Chip, sounds like Chip something is, who, listen, someone who's named no, after no, no. Chip Kelly would Chip say. is not even my real name. My name is Chris. But I didn't get the nickname Chip. Well, first of all, my brother and his friend called me Chips. Because Chips are good. And they, they would always catch me eating Chips. And then, the, and then in high school, my friend shortened it to Chip. And everyone just knew me as Chip in high school. Like, some people didn't even know my real name was Chris in high school. I'm like, yeah, my, name, my name's Chris. They're like, oh, really? I thought your name was Chip. I'm like, no. But I'm not named after that buffoon, okay? Just to let you know that, I didn't get that, I didn't get my nickname from that loser, okay? So, I'm just putting that where it needs to be, okay? That sounds like someone that's named after the person destroying I'm the only getting ma- football I'm, no, program would say. I'm only getting mad because Ryan... Keeps mentioning it on here, and ever, and he th- and he thinks that people are gonna think that. And I, I just don't. Want, I just want people to know that it's that's not the case. I know that's not the case. I just like busting your stones. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. I I still think the Phillies aren't going to be in the hunt this year. They they might maybe a wild card, but it all well, depends. The thing. They just need to play better. I mean, like, what else can I say? Like, freaking well, Hoskins. What did he hit last year? Two twenty. Like he hit one seventy. From, like, August on. Yeah, he did terribly. He was horrible. Like, just play better than that. Yeah, and the, the Nationals won a World Series with the roster they had, and it was just like, oh my god. Like, here, and, like, this has been, 
this has been the thing for baseball for years. If you get hot at the right time, you're you're gonna win. That's what happened with the Nationals last year. They shouldn't have beat anyone in the playoffs, but they did. The only reason they made it so far was because of an error by the Milwaukee Brewers, if you remember. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did. Like, they, should they have beat? <laughs> should they have beat the cheating Astros? No, but they did. We were just watching a video of a bunch of Astros players getting plunked, and it's going <laughs> yeah, to happen this year. Oh, it's no question. I think the over/under is eighty-three, and you know what's going to happen? It's way over that. It's not going to be way over that because Manfred is going to be like, guys, you can't be self-regulating the game like this. It's not nice. I'm going to suspend you twenty games. Yeah, but also Rod Manfred didn't do anything to punish them. So, so what do you think they're going to do? If he no actually, one's going to listen to this moron, if he actually did something about it. They're not going to do that. Right. They didn't do anything. So, so now, now they're, they're going to throw. They're going to throw at their throat. That's what they're going to. How did happen. How did Rob Manfred just seemingly forget about the unwritten rules of baseball? <laughs> oh, like oh, you know, there's there's no rule about this. Well, duh, I'm going to plunk that guy in the ribs they're as gonna hard aim, as I can. They're going to aim for third base. That's how far they're going to throw it at you. Like the pitcher might actually throw it over, not even aim for the third baseman's glove while someone's on third base, and hit them dead in the chest. Yes, yes. they're gonna full be speed. Like, they're like, yeah, I was throwing a third base. Now you aim for their throat. That like that's what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> and the ump's gonna be like, did you do that on purpose? He's like, well, yeah, duh. I mean, obviously. And there's, uh, I mean, are the umps gonna really throw out players for throwing yes. the action? Yes, that's gonna make a lot of people angry. And that you know what's gonna happen? People are just gonna continue to do it. And uh, I, I don't know. The meme I sent you earlier today, the Astros leadoff hitter getting in the box, see someone already warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's going to be the first, day, like, it's going to be the leadoff hitter for the Astros, and he's gonna, they're going to have someone, you know, throwing in the bullpen. I mean, that's what's going to be, really. I don't know. Uh, they're going to already have someone, a secondary starter warmed up in the outfield <laughs> yes. in the game. Yes. It's like, why are you throwing out here? No reason. Well, and here's the thing. <laughs> if you're playing the Astros... Just have your rotation be like seven or eight guys because your first pitcher is going to get thrown out eventually. Your second pitcher is going to get thrown out eventually. And then ha- have your third guy just, you know, throw regularly. Or he'll get mad and then throw with them too. So I don't really know. You can't really win. Dude, it, it, and like, the thing I think Rob Manfred didn't expect is all of these players to be so pissed They're off. They're so mad, dude. It's so funny. And it's, it's a, not one of like, them. It's actually hilarious. It's all of them. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's so funny, actually. Like, some of them are just like, yeah, man, I'm just going to not talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean... Nick Markakis said those guys should be beaten. <laughs> like, it's like, they should be feathered and tarred. <laughs> Tarred and like, feathered. Yeah, like Aaron Judge was doing an interview, and he was like, yeah, I, I had a lot of respect for those guys, you know, what they did. And then he's like, now... He took down his congratulatory post to yeah. Jose Altuve after losing the MVP right, to him. Right. Now he's just like, in his head, he's probably like, that, that, he's like, that dude that don't guy, doesn't deserve he it. He stole my MVP. Like, what? But even Cody Bellinger said that, though. And that's the thing. Yeah, and he was the MVP last year. <sighs> I, I don't... See, I don't see how this is going to work out well. It's not. And uh, they just announced that the Red Sox investigation is coming to an end. So they're going to have those results by the end of next week at the latest. That's going to be bad. And I think Alex Cora is going to get a lifetime ban. That's going to be bad. I'm calling that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. No question. He should. He should. Because there's no way it should take this long for, if for it not to be like a lifetime thing, you know? So. Look, uh, screw the Astros. Screw Nick, Alex Cora. Nick Markakis. They all need a beating. That's that's how mad these players are. Some of them are a little more well-spoken when it comes to it. 
Dusty Baker saying, go ahead, hit us. And you know what that means? Honestly, dude, I, I didn't even remember that they signed him in to be their new manager. I forgot about that. Dusty, I don't think the, the ball's not going to be coming for you because you're the new guy. It's, it's coming, coming for, for your players. It's coming for Jose, Alex, George, and Carlos. That's what oh, it's Car- Carlos Correa was one of the cockiest <laughs> about it, and it was just like Jose didn't. Jose Altuve didn't cheat. Dude, like, yes, Correa. he did. Yes, he did. Carlos. Carlos Correa. You all did. Carl- you all cheated. No, here's what Carlos Correa said. Basically, he was like, you know what, dude? Everyone should just forget about it and it act like it never happened. You know what, Carlos? You're getting thrown at first, all right? Bregman's going to get thrown at. I, li- I like Bregman, too. I, I still, I still like Bregman. Get thrown at. Bregman's a good player, but why are you doing that, man? Well, that was, excuse me, that was another thing. When Brian McCann was on that team with Carlos Beltran, like, I read an article saying, like, Brian McCann was just like, <sighs> you guys got to stop this. Like, like, and Carlos Beltran was just like, no. No. <laughs> Uh, and, and like the players are like coming out like, yeah, it was just, we were just listening to our coaches, but you knew it was you wrong. Knew it you wasn't knew it was right. wrong. You're adults. Yes. It's, you know, it's the same thing. When I was in college and I would get written up by my RA, they would be like, you're an adult now, you know this. When I'm at work and I do something stupid and if I were to get written up, they'd be like, you're old enough to know this. Right. You're old enough to know this and you're making millions you're for it. You're old enough to go up to your coach and be like, yo, you know, this is wrong, right? Like, I'm not going to be a part of it. But you didn't. And that's why people are upset. And the fact that you did nothing means you're complicit in it. I don't, and right. if you're going to sit here and try to tell me that, oh, I have this foolproof method, foolproof method of how you can hit 400 at home, and Jose Altuve didn't take part in it, you're lying through your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all cheaters, and they deserve. You can't to- come up with stupid stories like, I had a bad tattoo. Oh, dude, come on! Stop it. Here's Aaron, we're, we're watching MLB Network right now, and here's Aaron Judge's interview. But uh, everyone, and I, I hate to keep talking about it. it it's it's a, just it's stupid. All, it's like, not stupid. It, it is the biggest story in baseball in the last what six years minimum. It lasts like ten. I mean, Alex Rodriguez was the next biggest one, and that didn't even come close to how no. big of a cheating scandal this no, was. Not even close. No. This was a whole team yes. going out of their way collectively to cheat. Yeah. And again, we've said this before. If you're at second base and you pick up the signal, that's, that's different. a different story. Yes. But you had a guy you hired to have a camera out there relaying the film back to someone in the dugout, relaying it to the coaches who was relaying it to the players who were banging trash cans, using Apple Watches, and all this other nonsense. <laughs> Come on. It's stupid. I, I really hate all of this. Like, that's all... Like. Every it's time, because of how big of a deal it is and how much Manfred screwed it up. Like, every time we watch, like, we're watching MLB Network right now. That's all they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, like, he said, oh, like, well. I go on Bleacher Report. That's all I see. ESPN, that's all I see. Like, stop. But the Players Association even is like, oh, there would have been grievances and all. Yeah, but they should be suspended. I don't see how you can say justifiably that these people screwed up this much. How do you grant them immunity for it? Oh, my God. Yeah. They're like, yeah, if you just admit it, you're fine. That's stupid. I'm done. All right, I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> I I hate that this is a thing. Vince Velasquez is still on the team. That's disgusting. All right. <laughs> I think we've reached our destination for the day. Thank you for listening to the Bandwagon Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at PHLTheBandwagon. Go to Facebook at PHLTheBandwagon. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Whatever you want. I don't care. Um, like our tweets. Share our stuff. Follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels on Twitter. Follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. 
you can go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires, and happiness, and not happiness, and inconsistency, because that's all we are. Baseball is back, question mark? At least baseball starts soon. I mean, um... Go to the podcast section. Go to the PHL bandwagon. You can find all of our episodes. We are every other Tuesday, so not next Tuesday, but the one after. Uh, We will be back. We will indeed. See you at the next stop.